Hello and welcome to Broadway Radio's This Week on Broadway for Sunday, January 17th, 2021. My name is James Marino and in the broadcast today we have Peter Felicia and Michael Portantier. Peter is a playwright, journalist, and historian with a number of books. His columns appear at Encore Magazine, Masterworks Broadway, Broadway Select, and many other places. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Also with us is Michael Portantier. Michael is a theater reviewer and essayist. He's the founder and editor of castalbumreviews.com. He is also a theatrical photographer whose photos have appeared in the New York Times and other major publications. You can see his photography work at filespotphoto.com. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. And we have a very special guest. Stephen McKinley Henderson is joining us. Broadway fans will have seen Stephen... In King Hedley II, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Drowning Crow, Dracula the Musical, Fences, A Raisin in the Sun, A Doll's House Part Two, and numerous off-Broadway productions and an incredible depth of uh, television and film. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. And good morning, James. And good morning, Peter. And good morning, Michael. So, Stephen, I want to thank you for joining us on Broadway Radio. We are uh, honored to have you here because you have a full day ahead of you because uh, this afternoon you're going to be uh, participating in the New Federal Theater's 50th anniversary virtual gala. So uh, tell us about uh, the New Federal Theater and and what's going on with the gala. Well, uh, you know, the story of New Federal Theater is the story of Woody King Jr. And um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I grew up in Kansas. I grew up in Kansas City, Kansas. And uh, whenever, oh. you know, it, it growing up in Kansas City, Kansas is, is a little similar to growing up in New York. You say you're from New York and everybody thinks of New York City. So if I say I'm from Kansas City, mm-hmm. everybody thinks of Kansas City, Missouri. But I was in a little country town, Kansas City. Yeah. Well, not a country town, but it was a much smaller city. And about uh, a half hour from where uh, William Inge uh, set uh, bus stop, a little uh, ah. uh, town. And so, wow. uh, but the thing I'm, the reason I bring that up is because Woody King reached me all the way there. Woody King has has been a part of theater and particularly black theater in this country for many years. And he went the places where people didn't go before. So you could see a Woody King produced or directed or sponsored or encouraged show anywhere in the country. And uh, he certainly reached me in Kansas. And uh, so I, I, I wasn't even aware of the, you know, brick and mortar place that was Woody King's theater. I was just aware that wherever I saw his name, there was going to be some exceptional cultural experience. And um, so he's, he happens to be in the 50th, 50th gala. And uh, that's just quite an achievement. And um, he's also honoring an autistic director, a person who has been very instrumental in my years because he is from Missouri and um Although I was born in Missouri, I went to school and was raised in, in Kansas. But uh, I was in a company for a while in St. Louis. And uh, Ron Himes has uh, the St. Louis Black Repertory Theater there. I was in the Loretto Hilton Repertory, which became the St. Louis Rep. Uh, and I was, um, as, as, it, as was the case back then, I came there in 76 and I was the only African-American in the company, resident member of the company. People were jobbed in, but I was a, a resident member of the company. And I did, for the first season, I did quite a few roles from the VOM. I, I even got an award that year from, from a writer who worked at in St. Louis. And they said, you've, you've delivered more lines from offstage than onstage. It's a, it's a record for actors in this theater. But... Uh, <laughs> It was a joy to be a part of that company, and I, I, uh, I did five seasons there. But it was also very significant that there was a St. Louis Black Repertory Theater because it allowed me to stay in touch with the, the literature and the, the plays that were coming along and to see great classics done from that perspective. So I am very, very indebted to uh, Mr. Ron Himes, who they're honoring at the gala today. And uh, uh, so that's, that's, that's what uh, 
That's why I'm here this morning, because of uh, wanting to honor Woody King and his legacy and the fact that uh, that my friend Ron Himes, who has been following those very footprints that Woody has left uh, most of his career. And um, uh, so I'm here to honor both those gentlemen and the, the legacy of New Federal Theater. Well, the irony is literally a year ago today, I was at the St. Louis Black Rep seeing two trains oh. running. So it sounds to me with the company. That's really quite wonderful. Um, now, uh, your your career with August Wilson, um, of course, it started with King Headley, at least on Broadway. Had you done shows before King Headley that were August Wilson? Plays? Yeah, um, I um, the first show I did was uh, Joe Turner's Coming Gone. I, you can say uh-huh. that I started <laughs> with an auspicious beginning. Uh, I got to play uh, Bynum in Joe Turner's Coming Gone in, 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 here in uh, Buffalo, New York, where I reside at uh-huh. the Studio Arena Theater. And uh-huh. uh, uh, Judy Deering did the costumes and uh, uh, Shirley Pendergrass did the lights and... Uh, uh, Charles McClanahan did the set. It was a it, it was a wonderful. Uh, Ed Smith directed it and brought together quite a few artists from New York who uh, who have been making a great contribution in black theater. And so uh, we were uh, we were able to do that production here. And then I went to Denver and did uh, for the great Israel Hicks, a great great director. Uh-huh. I yeah. did uh, uh, Bono. In Fences, that was the first time I got to play uh, Bono, and uh, and then I, I I've, I've done Troy, and I've done um, um, oh, oh man, my God, uh, what else? Uh, I, I I did um, both um, Cutler and Slow Drag in, in uh, Joe Turner. Um, I've, I've done, I've done a few of the song book. I, I, I've actually, I've done eight of the shows all, but the first and wow. the last, uh, all right. Did it get to the point where August Wilson was saying, uh, I'm going to write a part for you. Uh, when did you know you were really going to bond with this man that he was going to, you were going to be a go-to person for August Wilson? Well, you know, uh, I never got comfortable being, as close as I actually was with him. I was just always in awe of him, but I, but I cherished the fact that he kept trying to let me know I could relax around him. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, uh, and I, and I, and I did to an extent, but I was always in awe of him. And uh, we did uh, the Jitney, the first show I did with him in the rehearsal hall, because I had done a few of his plays before that. And I had worked with one of his, uh, very close friends and director uh, Claude Purdy, and uh, uh, and so when Marion McClinton was about to cast uh, Jitney, they they thought they had a person uh, who was going to play Turnbull, but I got an audition for it, and and uh, and and Marion um, enjoyed what I did, and so he he, he kind of turned to August and said, "Hey, man, uh, what do you think?" and 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 uh, August was hands off. He said, hey, man, it's up to you. It's up to you. And uh, <laughs> so so uh, they cast me and um, and I I stayed with that show from 1996 to 2002. And we wow. we went uh, quite a few venues in this country. And then we went to the National Theater of Great Britain. And uh, I was called over earlier to be the staff director, what they call it at the national staff director, meaning that I would rehearse the, the standby actors, the, the, uh, the actors who uh, were going to understudy. And, and they, and it was a wonderful tradition to have at the national where they get to rehearse the show. And then they get a chance to do the show for their representatives or anybody that their agents can bring together and family and friends. They get to do a, a run through of the show on. Uh, 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 and so it was a joy to be trusted. By that time, it was, you know, 2001 and um, that Marion and August trusted me to go over and 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 prep the uh, the standbys. And um, I got there on September the 10th and the first day of rehearsal was September 11th. And uh, wow. and so um, that was quite 
uh, uh, quite something to be out of the country on that day and to be about to come back to to get the rest mm. of the company to come over there. Um, um, but I was there by myself with the the understudy. So uh, that was that was quite a journey to to be a part of that, that jitney from '96 to to 2002 and um i have to mention that this this past year you know i lost my dear friend anthony chisholm who was uh yeah great yeah major part of that and and a part of of ruben's great revival that 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 won the tony Mm -hmm. uh so uh yeah but the 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 production history of august wilson's jitney is quite something is arguably the most celebrated drama at the turn of the century uh, considering from 96 to 2002 that it was up and 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 going from regional theater to regional theater and uh, up of course because of the the byproduct of the legacy of the great Lloyd Richards so to get to 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 get to be a part of that uh, family of actors what Kenny Leon the great Kenny Leon calls the Wilsonian Wilsonian warriors oh uh <laughs> I uh I, I just I think Wilsonian is enough, is enough for me, but but uh, uh, but I do I am proud to be a part of that group that he calls the Warriors. Uh, well, that's terrific. Now the question becomes: When you were a little boy, did you know you wanted to do this? Well, you know, yeah, I I I really I kind of eased into it. What, what the first thing I fell in love with, with was poetry. That was uh-huh. that was. Um, that was the first thing that I I just really took to that. And um, another part of it was that my brother was deaf and um, uh, he loved the movies and he's, he was five years older than me. And he would often uh, take me uh, to the movies before yeah, when I was quite young uh, because there were parts that he could not he didn't get because he mm. couldn't read the lips because they were off camera, but he had, he had, uh, I can't imagine what kind of a abstract uh, knowledge of the story he had until we would come back home. And then he would say, Stevie, uh, what was happening when this happened, when that happened? And he, he, and, and, and then I would, I, I would act it out for him. And, uh, and people in the family thought that we had some sort of telepathy because I didn't sign and and it was for a time he didn't sign. He was he and he he uh, was going to school, uh, just you know making it the best he could. He eventually did get to go to, uh, you know, school for the deaf and um, and 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 excelled. Actually, he was, he was brilliant. He, he's passed on now, but he was brilliant, brilliant guy. But that was it. We communed through his love of movies, and and me getting to. I wanted to make it as vivid for him as I could. So I was, I was having it up pretty bad, but uh, you know, he got to, and then sometimes I think I might've been making up some stuff because I don't know, but as much as he enjoyed it, the more I liked to do it. So uh, hmm. that was one of the, that and the love of poetry and the fact that I had some incredible teachers uh, in, in, uh, in high school. Um, I did uh the first play I did that was semi-professional that was not in school because I did quite a few plays in high school, uh, miracle worker, which I was drawn to because of my brother, of course. And, um, sure. and, uh, and a few other things, uh, uh, almost embarrassed to say I played Willie Loman in high school and, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, I, I, I did, and I did, uh, the most happy everybody fella. has to go through stages. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, operetta. Oh, you can believe me. Uh it, it, I, I I hate to see what we did to those. But no, actually at the time we thought <laughs> we had great productions. You know that. We had great productions of. But um, but it was a joy and it was all black high school, and we had had, you know, the the the, the faculty was integrated my last year, my senior year, but before that, um it was, uh, they were just te- letting us know that sooner or later the curtain would drop. And so we were, we, we were taught the Shakespeare and the, and the, the romantic, you know, the romance poets and, uh, and uh, got to do <coughs> arsenic and old lace and, and, and death of a salesman and all that. And, but the first um, semi-professional show I did, I was in high school and I had a teacher 
who was a wonderful director and actor, uh, Gloria Terrell, and she was playing Juanita in Blues for Mr. Charlie, James Baldwin's play, Blues for Mr. Charlie, mm-hmm. in Missouri. Uh, and uh, so she said they were looking for a young person because these were all age-specific, uh, you know, mm-hmm. roles uh, that they were doing. This was really a play. We we did <laughs> everything. In high school, you know, we played all the parts, put powder in our hair and all that stuff. Sure, but, sure. Um, <laughs> but to go and be a part, I played a role called Lorenzo Shannon, and to go and be a part of this production of 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 Blues for Mr. Charlie, uh, and 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 to know that there were all these people who were some of them were actually actors, some of them were principals or teachers or people who had love for theater, but you know did other kinds of jobs, and um, but they all had a history of theater, and it was a joy also to find out that there were that many whites who wanted to make the point of the message of Blues from Mr. Charlie, uh, which was inspired by the, the murder of Emmett Till and that, that James Baldwin was inspired by. And so uh, we had a wonderful production that was picketed. And, and I realized then that theater was this very meaningful thing and that uh, black theater in particular uh, had uh, a mission and so but to be picketed and be on television where they were showing that they were picketing outside our theater uh and and people were uh, afraid for us and all that it was um i knew that i wasn't going to turn around from that you know if if uh and and i had been encouraged in sunday school every easter when i did a poem so i you know along the way i was kind of i don't know i mean it was it just seemed like what I was supposed to do. I and, agree. and I wasn't very good at very much else either. So that, <laughs> that also had something to do with it. All right. But um, I've got to go back to the most happy fella. Uh, who did you play? Do you remember? <laughs> what did you say? Who, do you remember who you oh, played? Yeah, yeah, I played Tony Esposito. Hmm. You did? Uh, okay, I'm the most fine. Happy fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole Napa Well, Valley. the thing is, you know, I mean, in the middle of all these August Wilson plays and all these serious dramas, we do see you did Dracula on Broadway. <laughs> and I was wondering, you know, where that came from. But now I see you have a history with musical no, no, theater. No, no, no. You can't say I have a history with musical theater. <laughs> I, listen. I can if you've done the most happy fella yeah, if you yeah, played you're Tony. Right, you're right. Good but Lord. that was again in high school. And, um, and and I wasn't even in the the, the chorus, but uh, they had some great singing. I mean, the guy that sang Joey and you know, oh. Uh-huh. And, uh, but I did have fun doing Rosa Bella. Uh, mm. But they allowed me to to do the sort of um, uh, who's the great British actor who did my friend Rex Harrison. I was doing uh-huh. I was doing because it, it's an operetta, you know, and uh, uh-huh. and, and most uh-huh. of the singers were absolutely incredible. Um, and 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 they allowed me to be the gravitas, which is the same thing that um, Des Mackinoff uh, allowed me to do with uh, Dracula. You can't say that I I did m- m- very much singing in that as well. And I all the only <laughs> other musical that I can say I was a part of was um, Canterbury Tales in in uh, in My. regional theater in in St. Louis at at the Loretto Hilton and. Um, uh, that was really, that's just a romp, you know, that's big fun. It sure is. But now the thing that I'm, one of the things I'm most proud of is when we did Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, Whoopi and, uh, uh, and, and Rock Dutton and a uh, wonderful group of people, Thomas Jefferson Bird, who also passed this yeah. year. But yeah. um, there was a strike. It was a music, there was a strike on Broadway, a musician strike. And so for a few days, I think about five days, we were the only music on Broadway, singing and dancing, the only on Broadway. And I I uh, played slow drag. So I I, I had a, a number I had I sang and, and danced a little bit and played the bass. And it was uh it was a distinction that I will always remember as such an sure. honor because the the respect that I gained over the years for musical theater artists. Um, I got I got a chance to do um, Caucasian Chalk Circle with Andre uh-huh. DeShields. Do you hear me? Uh-huh. With Andre uh-huh. DeShields. <laughs> I mean, he's just, you know, that, that's, 
and and that's royalty there and um and so so to to and in in doing doing dracula the the, the musical uh with uh tom and 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 um uh, my god uh kelly o'hara and uh, miss erico uh melissa oh jesus mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. uh it was uh the, the respect that i that i gained for those artists and what they can do and then I, of course i got a chance to do a drama with the great brian stokes mitchell so uh, no, I, I tip mm-hmm. my hat and I give all respect to those who are, and I've worked with Anika Noni Rose. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even want to keep going on, on, on all those wonderful people. And one of my good buddies is, uh, Patty Lapone. You know, we went to school together. So, um, yeah, I, I, Oh, were you part of that Juilliard, Juilliard class? one? Yeah. 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 Group one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve and I now live in the same building as Andre DeShields, so I'll, I'll tell him when I see him again. Oh, how much please you love him. do. Please tell the king. Please give the king my regards. Steve and I noticed, I was looking at your film credits, and I noticed that for um, a few films, it, it, it makes a point that you are billed as Stephen Henderson, not McKinley. Is that, does that have something to do with SAG and equity? Oh, that just has something to do with somebody thinking that, I didn't deserve that much space, I think. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> In fact, I was curious about the McKinley. Were your parents fans of the 25th president? Uh, or, no, my, uh, my, my grandfather's uh, name was, um, his middle name was McKinley. I thought his first name was McKinley until I went down to Leavenworth to uh, visit his stone once. And I saw that I thought he was a major, uh, uh, and, and, but his first name was major. Given name uh, major, and I and his see. middle name was McKinley, and uh, I uh, he's he's just one of my uh, dear dear relatives. Uh, I, I I love my grandfather, and my grandmother. Uh, they were very significant uh, beings in my life. So McKinley was the middle name I was given by my aunt, and she spelled the Stephen with the ph because that's how it was spelled in the King James version, and um, <laughs> and so. She explained all of it, all of the name to me, you know, why it was that. And she was the one that named me, my Aunt Dorothy. And um, so, but, but no, I would, I, I, what I had to do when I joined um, Equity and uh, uh, SAG was add the McKinley or change my name because there was, there was a Stephen Henderson who, who was in uh, uh, both unions. I believe he was an athlete who had done some, some work uh-huh. as uh, you know, and then there was a writer uh, named Stephen Henderson as well. So uh, they, they, I, they said, change your name. And I said, Oh no, that's not going to happen. And uh, so I, so I joined both unions with McKinley, but they, it, I wasn't always granted the privilege of that much space in the program. How interesting. I never would have thought that was the reason. (laughs) Well, that's the one. You mentioned earlier uh, the great Lloyd Richards, who, among many other things, directed the original Raisin in the Sun. Um, One of the honorees for this uh, new federal theater event is Glenn Turman. And uh, the other honorees, by the way, are Cliff Frazier. uh, You mentioned Ron Himes, Essa Patham Merkerson, Ed Pitt, Mm -hmm. Felicia Rashad, Oz Scott, Beth Turner, and Douglas Mm -hmm. Turner Ward. So that's quite a group. But I was wondering if you, um, uh, well, you could feel free to talk about any of those people. But Glenn Turman, I was wondering if... uh, how close you are with him well i i i met glenn um of course i know him from you know it, the the movie uh, uh and and uh i got a chance to meet him because I, I spent time with lloyd uh i studied with lloyd uh, at, at the end of his life um uh for about three four years and mm-hmm. uh spent some precious cherished time with lloyd richards and uh, so I know a few stories about Glenn hopping turnstiles to come to rehearsal for uh, Raising the Sun and uh, and have being brought by the police to rehearsal because he had done that. And they knew they were paying him, but he's just going to save his money and not pay for the subway ride. This is stuff that, that Lloyd's here. But I finally got to meet him um, 
in uh, in Winston Salem, North Carolina. I think it's the first time I met him at the uh, the Black Theater uh, uh, festival, and um, he 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 was very gracious. I mean, he, he's you know I talked to him about all the things I'd seen him in, and it's a performance he gave on television in a thing called in the matter of private James Thornwell and private James Thornwell uh, was, um, was a, a private who the United States government performed LSD experiments on um, mm. th- during, uh, during an early period when they were trying to figure out what, the, how they could use it for interrogation purposes. And yes. uh, 60 minutes did a, a, a segment on it back in the day. And then they did a made for TV movie and Glenn Terman gives a performance that is uh, as astounding as anything. It, it, when they say as good as it gets, uh, and it, it, he like Felicia Rashad have, have done performances that are as good as it gets, you know. You know, and uh, um, so I, I mentioned that to to Glenn, and I could see that he was like, "Man, you remember that? This is back when they did made for TV movies uh, in the early mid '60s, and." Um, so he was he was he was moved that I remembered that, and then we got to do at Kennedy Center. Um, we got to work together in the readings that uh, uh, Kenny, the wonderful thing that Kenny Leon put together, all the uh, readings of August plays, uh, and we got to work on two trains running together. He he as uh, Memphis and I as Holloway, and uh, that was a joy. Uh, uh, and Israel Hicks uh, directing. And so that was an absolute joy. And, uh, and I just had the great privilege of, uh, of seeing him in this masterful, you know, masterpiece of the Mall Rainey. And, um, but he's just one of those, I mean, you talk about someone's career, this, this, this gentleman, Cooley High. And um, I mean, it's just everything he's done is, is extraordinary. And, you know what was the TV show, the HBO that uh, uh, the sessions or the 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 it was it was about uh, an, an analyst and the and the uh, the psychological um, interviews and sessions in treatment. In treatment, there you are. That's it. Uh, uh, he, he Glenn is just a consummate artist and 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 such a noble gentleman. Um, so. Well, and it sure was great to see him in Ma Rainey in the movie. That was yes. amazing. Yes. <laughs> you just, uh, well, I don't know if you just wrapped on Dune, but Dune is being released soon. How, how have you managed your, your back and forth between the stage and theatrical world and television film plus your teaching? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I'm slowing way down now, <laughs> but... Uh, um, you know, it's it's a joy to give back. The teaching thing, uh, I did teach for 30 years uh, on faculty here in Buffalo at SUNY, SUNY Buffalo campus. And uh, and I have done some intermittent teaching at, at Juilliard. Um, uh, great Jim Houghton asked me in there, and I uh, delight in doing uh, master classes there for a few weeks whenever I can. Uh, and uh, because of Jim and uh, President uh, Polisi, who just left, uh, I was uh, honored to receive an honorary doctorate and, and deliver the commencement address at Juilliard. So that, uh, considering, again, going back to my checkered past of <laughs> the, being a part of Group 1 and how crazy that was. And I and I it, it's the only school I ever dropped out of. And it's the only one I've been asked back to do the commencement address and receive an honorary doctorate. So I finally <laughs> I finally got my degree uh, from Juilliard after uh, uh, quite a few years. <laughs> but um, Stephen, did you get by any chance get a chance to see the prom either on Broadway oh, or the movie? Did I get? Yes. <laughs> That oh, must have man. been quite an, an in-joke for you, all the Juilliard. That was so funny. I'm telling you, <laughs> that kid that was with the Juilliard badge on, um, you know. And uh, oh, oh, it was, yeah, that, yeah that's, <laughs> that's quite something. That's quite something. Today's episode of This Week on Broadway is being brought to you by ExpressVPN. 
you can use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so that you can control where you want sites to think you're located. Like last week, I watched Star Trek Discovery on UK Netflix. Can't get that here in the US. So you load up ExpressVPN, connect to the UK, and start Netflix, and there it is. Choose from almost 100 different countries. This works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, anything. So why choose ExpressVPN over other VPNs? You can stream in HD with no problem, no buffering, no lag. It's compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, everything. Not only does it let you change your location, it also encrypts your data and lets you surf the web safely and anonymously. Go to expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio. We'd like to thank ExpressVPN for continuing to support Broadway Radio. So, um, uh, you are, uh, are you uh, located in Buffalo now or are oh, you? Yeah, yeah. I've been, I, you know, as I say, I taught for 30 years. Mm-hmm on faculty here and I was able to teach one semester on and one semester off for many years with August, uh, Mm -hmm. to, uh, to do those uh, productions. And, um, and I, I, I jumped through all of the academic hoops, you know, I mean, I did the the tenure and the full professor and chaired the department and headed the program. And so I did all those, those duties and, uh, and I was able to finally, uh, be able to maintain uh, at least one semester a year if I had work. And I was fortunate that, uh, that I, that I had work. And then sometimes I would take a leave without pay because the job would go past the semester. And, um, uh, and because of my dear wife and my son's understanding, you know, that, uh, and my wife uh, worked as well. So I was able to take a leave without pay uh, for a few years to just, to keep traveling with August. Um, so, uh, yeah. And, and now, but the, the television and film thing is just, uh, um, amazing. I was able, because I had a, a roommate in, in grad school at Purdue university who became an agent in New York. And, uh, I went in for an audition for law and order uh, as a judge and ended up, uh, after two or three, uh, times at, two or three episodes being a part of the judge pool that from time mm-hmm. to time they would call and say, is he available? And so I was able to do that from, you know, from Buffalo cause you get, you get go in and, and shoot a couple of days and, and finish your judge duties, you know? Uh, <laughs> but, um, and then I had the great, great opportunity to be a part of a series with uh, Nikolai Costa Waldo, you know? Uh, uh, and we did, uh, it's, it was, uh, called New Amsterdam, you know, not, not the New Amsterdam that is, is now about the medical profession, but it was about New York city. And it was a sci-fi series only did about eight episodes uh, because the writer's strike came in and, uh, and it stopped, stopped that. And then um, reality TV replaced a lot of stuff. And so they never picked the show back up, but it was a joy being a part of that with, with, uh, with Nikolai. And then that, that kind of, you know, got me into doing a few episodics and, um, but, but doing fences on stage with Denzel and Viola and, and, and Michael T and Russell Hornsby and Chris Chalk, you know, wonderful uh, group of people. Um, But that got me seen by a lot more filmmakers because everybody comes to see Denzel and Viola, you know, I mean, everybody comes. And so, uh, uh, then, uh, um, I got a chance to, and I had met, um, Ben Stiller at the public theater when I, cause I've also, one of the parts of my the career that I'm most proud of is being a part of the labyrinth and, uh, labyrinth uh-huh. theater company. And, uh, and so I met him in the green room when he was doing a show, uh, uh, in, in another space at the public and, and I was doing a space and, and we happened to be off stage several times during the night in, in the green room with enough time to at least speak to each other. 
and share looks and 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 laugh about events that had gone on. So uh, when uh, Tower Heist was being uh, cast, uh, he um, he and uh, um, Brett Ratner and uh, and and uh, and Eddie Murphy was also a, a producer on that, and uh, and they had all seen this show, and uh, so I got a chance to be a part of a a, a perennial. Uh, it's a really a wonderful movie. I don't know if you know the movie Tower Heist, but uh, it's got Alan Alda and and Gabriel Sidibe, uh Taya Leone. Who's the the the, the, the great? Uh, see, because I'm 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 seventy years old now. I, I'm I'm seventy one, but I but you know uh, uh, the 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 great Neil Simon actor. Oh, Matthew, Matthew man, Matthew. I'm, <laughs> shame on me not not being able to call up Matthew's name. And he's a <laughs> wow. He's a wonderful actor. You know, d- drama and and comedy. But th- this was a comedy that uh, they they were they were just. It was wild, and Ben Stiller, and 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 uh, um, but working with Alan Alda, uh, that was a just meeting him and meeting all these people. They were just sure. they were just astounding. Uh, you you should check out the, the the cast list there. You'll know you'll understand why I, uh, it's a it's an embarrassment of riches. The wonderful <laughs> actors in this movie, Tower Heist. All right, let me ask this though: There you are playing a judge on Law and Order. So you're listening to everybody talk, um, prosecution, defenses. Did you ever come to different conclusions on who was guilty, who was innocent, <laughs> than indeed the script had you uh, had you say? Well, you know, uh, you, funny you should ask that. That's why I didn't do any more. They, they, I, I, no, no, that's really? not true. I'm just <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're a good actor, Henderson. You faked me out. No, uh, no I... Uh, I was just always amazed at at how current and sometimes uh, how how uh they would presage things. I mean it was it was almost like they could see what was going to happen. But uh I just thought the scripts and they took such real care in in uh-huh. shooting. You know, I mean, you know, television can sometimes be slapdash. Not 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 sure, that that's sure. not even a criticism, it's just that they're deadlines, no, you know, we got to get That's this done. Right. That's right. And, uh, but, but, uh, and they take their time. Uh, um, and, and I, I was in the, the original and also, uh, uh, a, a bit of S V U and also a uh, criminal intent. And, uh, and even they had another thing called, uh, they, they tried out, uh, law and order commitment or, 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 Something. I mean, anyhow, they it's quite a few of those, uh, and they just take their time and 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 do it right. And my dear friend uh, Jesse L. Martin, and and the great who you just named a minute ago, uh, Esapatha Murkison, who you know, did you get to see her come back, little Sheba? Did oh my the- gosh. Oh, yes. That was so oh, great. She Indeed. was exquisite, man. I mean, that was Indeed. see. That's that's when you understand that it's about the artistry of the person who's doing it. You know, is nobody, nobody's going out of their way to give Esapatha Murkison a chance. You know what I'm exactly. She's, she, they're hiring her because they want excellent work. It's the same like James Earl Jones back in the day. Nobody was trying to affirmative action James Earl Jones. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I, not, nor am I saying anything against affirmative action because it's called for when it's called for. But, uh, mm-hmm. But these are these are just artists of the theater, the first rank, the highest order, and uh, so uh, Esipatha and 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 Jesse and you know and uh, I mean it was just they were great great people associated with uh, that Law and Order franchise. Speaking hmm. of James Earl Jones, uh, not long ago they had um, for a brief time. I, I thank God I saw this. They they were showing online a, a, an old production of King Lear from the Delacorte ah. Ah. with with J- Mr. Jones and uh, Raul Julia. Raul and, Julia, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and all of those. Pe- and did you, did you get to see that? Yeah, yeah, I didn't get to see it live, but I did get to see. You know, yes, the, the, the film. But, uh, but I tell you what, I did get to see in person. I got to see Great White Hope. Uh, I got oh, to God. see he and Jane oh. Alexander 
And oh yeah. my lord, man! And I was—I mean, I was—it was literally the first year I came to New York. Uh, uh, Bill Woodman, who was an associate of Mr. Houseman, John Houseman, and and it was during Group One, and they got us tickets to see shows. So I got to see Man in a Glass Booth with Donald Pleasance. I got to see mm-hmm. uh, James Earl in Great White Hope. That was amazing. And and Frank Langella and Roscoe Lee Brown in Benito Sereno and uh, just mm-hmm. I mean, but 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 uh, yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Jones is quite something. <laughs> He's quite happy something. birthday, Mr. Jones. He's ninety today. Today's oh, his birthday. Is that today's right? His birthday. Oh, oh, I didn't God realize. Bless him. God bless him. Thank wow. you. For and Betty sincere. White, ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I have to ask you about Between Riverside and Crazy because it's just one of my favorite <laughs> shows that I had ever seen. Uh, so, and you did two off uh, Broadway productions of uh, Between Riverside and Crazy. Uh, how did, did your um, relationship with that show go before those uh, those productions? Well, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, the first time I got to be a part of the labyrinth, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman directed The Last Days of Judas Iscariot mm-hmm. and that Stephen had written. And um, uh, so that was that's how I got to meet that that incredible family and ensemble. And then um, Stephen uh, came to Buffalo uh, to to for some event. And I went to say hello and i had a cane because i had just had a one of my hips replaced and he saw me with his cane and he said man what's that about i said oh man you know i'm slowing down i had a you know hip replacement and uh i may have to get the other one done in a few years so i'm just you know i'm just glad grateful and all this and he said well wait a minute man i got i got some work for you i got a play that uh <laughs> I've been waiting, you know, no, you're not, you're not about to, you know, you're not about to stop here, you know? And I said, Oh, that's kind of, you know, I thought he was just being, you know, being courteous and kind and, 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 uh, you know, flattering, but no, man, he, then he, then he, uh, he started, we had 15 pages the first time we read any of this. I was about, yeah, I think 10 or 15 pages. And uh, and he started building this play. And and then the great Neil Pepe, you know, uh, at the Atlantic, he he uh, he said, uh, well, listen, uh, he's going to want to do readings through the year. So if you don't mind, I'll bring you in. So I said, oh, yeah. So (laughs) he would, you know, a couple of times uh, Neil Pepe would 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 bring me in uh, to 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 do reading. And it just started growing and it was just fabulous. The people who would gather at Stephen's house to read that play. I mean, I'm telling you, there are people like Chris Rock and uh, John Leguizamo. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was just a, a extraordinary, man. I mean, extraordinary. Uh, 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 the people who would, who would come to just help him, you know, hear it. And, uh, and then, uh, it got to the point that Neil Pepe was saying, well, let's, let's do her. And, uh, <laughs> and we did. And, and then, and then it moved uh, to second stage and Carol and the wonderful people there, you know, it's a wonderful organization. And, um, and then it won the Pulitzer. And, um, and I got an OB and, um, uh, it was just, you know, it was, it, it, it was just, it just, it's a, it's a labyrinth and a Atlantic theater and second stage and New York theater off Broadway, New York off, off Broadway theater in New York. It's just how something can grow. And this great writer. I mean, he is an extraordinary, extraordinarily gifted writer. Hmm. So I was, uh, I was very surprised that, um, it didn't move after um, after second stage. Uh, was that the feeling there, or did you uh, kind of know that that was the end of the ride for that? Particular well, you production? know, um, there are <laughs> James. There are things that can and can't be discussed. Sure, 
Absolutely. <laughs> because, see, you know, it, 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 I, I don't want to make any kind of a analogy, but, you know, it ain't over till it's over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So okay. uh, I just don't want to speak on that because uh, mm-hmm. sure. it's a Pulitzer Prize winning play. They they can open on Broadway anytime they like mm-hmm. with the right cast. Other than uh, your association with um, with Juilliard and with Buffalo and Purdue, uh, I don't think that we talked about Lincoln, did we? Did we talk about Lincoln University in Missouri? Oh, no. Uh, uh, that's the first place I went to school, yeah. Uh, I was a member of the Stagecrafters in Jefferson City, Missouri. And... Um, yeah, I, I used to take the bus back and forth uh, to Kansas City to do productions there while that first year I was at, uh, at at Lincoln. And then I auditioned. That year was when I auditioned, uh, had to go to Chicago to audition for the Juilliard School. Uh, but yeah, that, that was my first year of college as a stage crafter. And the stage crafters at, uh, at Lincoln, it, it was so titled because in order to get to work on the stage, you had to first have passed through all the other positions backstage, you know, be a part of building a set and this and that and that and this and all that. So um, I was a, I'm was a great proud member of, uh, of the stage crafters. And, and Lincoln doesn't have a theater program anymore, sadly. Uh, but it was a, a, it's a, it's a great institution founded by the black cavalry, um, you know, right after the Civil War. And um, uh, I have have great memories of of, of Lincoln. And I got to play Victor Velasco in uh, (laughs) Barefoot in the Park. And and I played uh, um, in in A Doll's House. I got to play Krogstad. Wow. Yeah. Considering what you went on to do in that that regard. That was... I, I man, Julie White, Julie White, Julie White, you know, <laughs> Vivat, Vivat Regina, man. I tell you, she's a, she's a, she's incredible. And uh, Jane Hodeshell, you know, and, and, and Aaron, uh, it was a great, great thing to be a part of. And it was absolutely excruciating to do it um, because, uh, you know, you, you're coming into a show that was nominated almost everyone in it was nominated for Tony. And, um, of course, uh, Laurie had, had won. And, uh, and I, I just shot, uh, Lady Bird with her. I got to know her then. And she was also in England when, uh, the nine 11 happened. She was the other American at the national theater at that time. Uh, I think she was doing uh, all my sons, but, um, um, but being a part of that replacement cast and then getting, reviewed again and, and getting reviewed so favorably, but, uh, at, but Ju- Julie White, what she the mountain she had to climb in a very short time um, uh, with uh, great Jane Hollishell's uh, help. Uh, but um, that was something to be a part of. And I am very, very glad to have been in that replacement cast. And that there's another great writer, man, Lucas, great writer, you know, yeah, we're talking about uh, for the record, a doll's house part two. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we just ran into that. Right? You, you keep saying things that get me. You, you, you touch me, and I get to running off. Uh, but yeah, uh, fabulous time. Very difficult, intense, fabulous time. Mm-hmm. So uh, during this uh, time of lockdown and pandemic, and you're up in Buffalo, are you uh, teaching remotely or? What are you doing to fill your days? Doing a, a little, a, a little bit. Uh, it's called sort of like, uh, sort of like the way Grandma used to cook. You know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and there's no no recipe. You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, I've I've done some uh, some teaching, but not 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 a not an awful lot. Um, and I've 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 been a part of a. I was glad to be a part of the. Uh, uh, Shakespeare in the Park this past year, that Richard II that uh, that they did Andre Holland and uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, Sahim. It was a great, great, great experience. Um, uh, 
and uh, and I've I've done I did a thing with Crossroads Theater Company, a, an original one act that uh, Rick Kahn wrote. That's quite a lovely script. And and you know uh, you find ways to be supportive. And I'm on boards that you know, and and I'm I'm on a SAG. Uh, national board and uh so you know they're they're, they're people keep you busy because they ask you for stuff because they know where you are you know they got you <laughs> down they know they know exactly where you are but i also did go back to budapest to budapest to to do uh some additional photography on dune and that was uh you know to to get to hang out with timothy chalamet and josh brolin and oscar isaac Jason Momoa, you know, what I mean, it was a kick, man. That's a and and Denis Villeneuve, who is a a true artist, uh, film director, and uh, so I think and that's a treat in store. And then I got a chance to be a part, um, you know, before the 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 pandemic um, of uh, Halle Berry's first directorial feat in terms of film. And um, that was that was really she's amazing in this this film called Bruised that'll be uh, released uh, on uh, Netflix, uh, I believe. Yeah, Netflix sometime this year. And then uh, they did a, an eight episode series of um, Devs with the great Alex Garland and. Uh, so yeah, I've I, I've been but but during the during the pandemic, the things that I can do from home I've done, and some things, you know, because I've lost a lot of friends, I must be quite honest. I I ran out of steam there for a while, and um, mm-hmm. I understand that. And you know, to honor these wonderful slate of people, I, I mentioned Ron Himes because that's why I was tapped to. Uh, to say something personally about him, but you, you, uh, you read a slate of artists that mm. uh, are incredible contributors to, to the culture. They are friends of culture indeed. And, um, um, and Woody and that organization and, and, and thank you for giving them uh, the, uh, the, the airtime that, and that they deserve. And uh, I'm very glad that you, I didn't know I was going to get to walk through all this down this memory lane thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, it's what we yeah, do. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, you, and I, I know you'll edit all this down to what you can really use. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to uh, put your word, rearrange your words to say something like, uh, <laughs> And you know, I heard just before I came on, you and Michael were talking that you, there was twenty-seven minutes that you that you didn't have, even have it recorded once. So you know, yeah, yeah, oh yes, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> Those are our outtakes. All I can say is, um, you know, now that I know that you do musicals, oh, good, um, that. don't Irv- you ever say that. Don't ever say that. Irv- Irving Irving Berlin's musical, Mr. President, the lead character is named Stephen Decatur Henderson. So I look forward oh to goodness. a revival where it says Stephen McKinley Henderson plays Stephen Decatur Henderson. We'll look forward to that. On course 2022. There we go. (laughs) Well, Stephen, I really want to thank you for joining us at Broadway Radio. We've had a wonderful time chatting with you. Mm -hmm. Remind our listeners that this afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern time, uh, I can't do the math, Uh, whatever time it is in your part of the world, (laughs) 4 p.m. Eastern or New York time, as I call it. Uh, there'll be the New Federal Theater's 50th Anniversary Gala with uh, a tremendous amount of uh, talent of folks who are there to be honored and taking part in this wonderful event. Stephen, please um, come back and talk with us after your uh, debut at Encores in the big uh, musical. <laughs> <laughs> it may be the only place I'll be welcome after that, but yeah, I'll come back. <laughs> Wow, great uh, catching up with Stephen and uh, and talking. What an extraordinarily uh, diverse set of experiences he's he's had so far. It's really yeah. wonderful. So, uh, before we get into trivia, Michael, what's coming up? What's coming up for the theater community next Sunday? 
a week from today, Sunday, January 24th, there's going to be uh, an online event, Save Birdland, a celebration of music, history, and community uh, streaming uh, for free at 7 p.m. EST. Uh, and this is going to be put together by uh, uh, a bunch of people. Well, I'm not sure if they're actually uh, they're involved in in fundraising for Birdland to keep Birdland open as they had done for the West Bank Cafe in a, in a wonderfully successful campaign for that. Uh, Tom and Michael Dangora. And next week, as I say, on the 24th, there's going to be this incredible event uh and uh, it'll premiere that day and it will remain viewable for a uh, one week afterwards and it's one of those things where it's completely free to watch it and then you're encouraged to to donate to help keep birdland open it really is one of the best uh night spots cabarets uh performance venues in the city uh as anyone who's been there will attest uh the oh, i agree entirely yeah, yeah it, you really feel like you're in a new york spot in in what cabaret used to be in the city uh or one of those 52nd street jazz clubs type things it really is it, uh, every trip to new york should include a trip to birdland yeah and i think what uh, peter will agree one of the reasons for that is is it, just the setup it's got a tiered seating setup which is i don't know it just speaks of old new york nightlife exactly yeah. exactly and it's so wonderful but anyway the lineup uh for, of talent for this online event benefit are, are you ready? Wynton Marsalis, Elvis Costello, Cheetah Rivera, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, Mandy Patinkin, Jeff Daniels, Clive Davis, Matthew Broderick, Ken Burns, Peter Sincotti, Giancarlo Esposito, Melissa Leo, Norm Lewis, Manhattan Transfer, B.B. Newworth, John Pizzarelli, Martha Plimpton, Randy Rainbow, Mercedes Rule, Catherine Russell, Billy, uh, Billy Stritch, and Veronica Swift, and former president and saxophone enthusiast Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton <laughs> will, will add remarks. So you, I think, if you, uh, you know, if you. Uh, find yourself uh, with the time on next Sunday at seven, you might run it, tune in. And uh, obviously that's going to go on for a long time. Uh, 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 just with the, the number of people involved. And then, as I said, it will remain viewable for a week afterwards. So uh, you have a lot of flexibility in terms of tuning in for that. Great. So we will uh, put the Birdland uh, Gala event in the show notes as well for next Sunday so that folks can easily find it. And um, hopefully, uh, I, I guess we can't talk about it next week because it'll be after us next week, but maybe in a following week we'll talk about it. Mm. Okay. So, uh, Peter, do you have an answer for us for last week's trivia? Someone who's been represented on Broadway for most of the years of the last half of the 20th century had a father whose first name appears in the title of a play. The show won a Tony for its leading man, but that actor who won wasn't in the play. Yes, the show won a Tony for its leading man, but that actor who won wasn't in the play. Notice the difference between the words show and play. As Inspector Clouseau says, every move I make is carefully planned. Well, the famous person is Stephen Sondheim, whose father's name was Herbert. Back in 1967, a show called You Know I Can't Hear You When the Water's Running was a collection of four one-act plays, one of which was called I'm Herbert. Martin Balsam won a Tony for appearing in three of the plays, but he wasn't in I'm Herbert. So that's how a leading man could win a Tony for starring in a show without being in a play. Tony Janicki had a couple of false starts <laughs> before he finally nailed it on Wednesday afternoon. Very late for him. He usually has it long before the sun goes down on Sunday. I'm a little sad that he got it because if no one had, I was going to ask the question again with another hint. His mother's nickname was the name of a musical that had won its title character, a best actor in a musical Tony. No, that's not the official question for this week. No, although you're more than welcome to answer it. Here's the real question for January 17th. What do these musicals have in common? One Touch of Venus, The Pajama Game, Let It Ride, Cry for Us All, the Look of Love, 
A Night with Janis Joplin, Rocky, and finally, a musical called Odds and Ends of 1917. I'm rooting for you all. <laughs> all right. If you have an answer for this, email us at trivia. 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 All right. So if you have an answer for this, email us at trivia at broadwayradio.com, and we'll let you know if you're on the right track. So on behalf of Michael Portantier and Peter Felicia, this is James Marino saying thanks so much for listening to Broadway Radio's This Week on Broadway. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, my beauty.